In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the whole church celebrates the fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time. As we begin the Mass, we invite the young children to go to the hall in the house where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. We ask the children who are first communicants uh, from St Bride's to stay here with us. A very warm welcome to the boys and girls who are to receive Holy Communion for the first time uh, later on in this year. Welcome to their parents uh, who are here with us and also uh, family members uh, who have joined us for the Mass. We look forward to that special day uh, in their life when they will receive Holy Communion and when they will be specially united with God in this sacrament. It is a sign of God's special love for them. And so, as always at the Mass itself, we gather to celebrate the love of God in our own life. And of course, we ask that we will learn to love one another as well. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, our Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
Let us pray. Grant us, Lord our God, that we may honour you with all our mind and love everyone in truth of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. reading from the prophet Jeremiah. In the days of Josiah, the word of the Lord was addressed to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you came to birth, I consecrated you. I have appointed you as prophet to the nations. Now brace yourself for action. Stand up and tell them all I command you. Do not be dismayed at their presence, or in their presence I will make you dismayed. I, for my part, today will make you into a fortified city, a pillar of iron and a wall of bronze to confront all this land, the kings of Judah, its princes, its priests, and the country people. They will fight against you, but shall not overcome you, for I am with you to deliver you. It is the Lord who speaks. The word of the Lord. I 
reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Love is always patient and kind. It is never jealous. Love is never boastful or conceited. It is never rude or selfish. It does not take offence and is not resentful. Love takes no pleasure in other people's sins, but delights in the truth. It is always ready to excuse, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love does not come to an end. But if there are gifts of prophecy, the time will come when they must fail. Or the gift of languages, it will not continue forever. And knowledge, for this too, the time will come when it must fail. For our knowledge is imperfect, and our prophesying is imperfect. But once perfection comes, all imperfect things will disappear. When I was a child, I used to talk like a child, and think like a child, and argue like a child. But now I am a man. All childish ways are put behind me. Now we are seeing a dim reflection in a mirror. But then we shall be seeing face to face. The knowledge that I have now is imperfect. But then I shall know as fully as I am known. In short, there are three things that last. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. The word of the Lord. to bring the good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to captives. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus began to speak in the synagogue. This text is being fulfilled today, even as you listen. And he won the approval of all, and they were astonished by the gracious words that came from his lips. They said, This is Joseph's son, surely. But he replied, No doubt you will quote me the saying, Physician, heal yourself. And tell me, We have heard all that happened in Capernaum, Do the same here in your own countryside. And he went on, I tell you solemnly, no prophet is ever accepted in his own country. There were many widows in Israel, I can assure you, in Elijah's day, when heaven remained shut for three years and six months, 
and the great famine raged throughout the land. But Elijah was not sent to any one of these. He was sent to the widow at Zarephath, a Sidonian town. And in the prophet Elisha's time, there were many lepers in Israel, but none of these was cured except the Syrian Naaman. When they heard this, everyone in the synagogue was enraged. They sprang to their feet and hustled him out of the town, and they took him to the brow of the hill their town was built on, intending to throw him down the cliff. But he slipped through the crowd and walked away. The Gospel of the Lord. As a young priest in my first parish, I was called on to visit an elderly woman each month to give her Holy Communion. And over the years in which I visited her in that parish, I became very fond of her. I think by the time that I'd arrived, she was late in her, uh, in her late 80s. Uh, by the time I left, she was in her 90s. In appearance, she was small, uh, very small. Her face itself was lined, and her hands were narrowed and twisted uh, by all the hard work that she'd done in her life. Her house itself was the simplest of houses. There wasn't much furnishings. And the thing that I always remember about it was that there was always the smell of disinfectant. I later realised that this was because of all the cleaning that she had to do, washing the rooms, the bedclothes, and the clothes of everyone in that house that she did round the clock. For the most part, uh, when I visited her, she herself was sickly and often in bed. She was never anxious that I would visit the other rooms in the house because in these, house, in these rooms were her son and her daughter who were also sick in bed like her. You see, for all of her life, she had looked after this son and daughter and also her husband too, who had returned from the war a broken man. As I got to know more of the picture about her, and as it became clearer, it became clear that the husband himself uh, was wounded in the war, shell-shocked, and never recovered. It fell to her to look after him, but she would have it no other way, and she'd have it no other way than she would do it single-handedly. She nursed him in his bed till he died. Her daughter also was severely disabled, and she looked after her. She needed constant attention. And likewise, her son also was bedridden too, fitting very often through the day. In the midst of all of this, there was this elderly woman rising from her sickbed to change beds, to feed the sick, to give clothes, uh, clean and dry clothes, uh, to those that needed it, to sit with these people all through the night very often. And from her, there was no word of complaint. There was never a word of regret that her life had turned out to be this way. But rather, there was a kind of steely determination to see it all through to the end. She wanted no help, no one to come to assist her. She would do it by herself, right to the end. 
and so it proved to be. There's no happy end to this story. The son and the daughter also died, fortunately before her, because this was her great wish, that she uh, would see this through to the end. This was the only consolation for her. And strangely enough, within a few months, she also was dead as well. These years later, there is something that I will never forget about this woman. The burden that she had to carry without a word of complaint. The incredible dedication and loyalty that she had to these others. The work that she did to them, for them, to the point that she was not able very often to put one foot in front of the other. I never ever got the chance to tell her how much I thought about her and how fond I was of her. She was certainly one of the most remarkable people that I've ever met. A lifetime, a lifetime of selfless care for others. A lifetime of single-handedly looking after others. A generosity beyond generosity and a love beyond love. When I think of it, these many years later, that woman herself rises in my mind as someone who loved, someone who really loved. In her life she had little money, little possessions, little that you could say that she was a success in life, but in another sense she was rich beyond all measure. There was something in her that many of us do not possess. She comes to mind today, as we've heard, in the reading of Mass, St. Paul's great words in the letter to the Corinthians. And she ticks off all those things that we heard in the list. Patience and gentleness, never rude nor selfish, not counting the costs, not brooding over injury, that sense in which she gave herself for others. She'd be last to think of it, but she was a person of great strength. What the first reading of today's Mass speaks of, a wall of brass, a pillar of iron, a strong fortified city. What a love this was, someone of incredible strength. As you probably know yourself in your own life, love can be felt like this, a fierce loyalty, a thing that cannot be quenched, even despite the trials and difficulties that very often are thrown at it. Something that's so strong that it's like a fire in your bones. Something that makes you do seemingly impossible things. Love makes you want to walk that extra mile. It wants you to never stop believing. It wants you to do the hardest things and to spend yourself completely on that other person that you love. If you are a parent, you will know that kind of love. If you are a true friend, you will also know that kind of love. If you're a grandparent or a family member, very often you will know the fire of that love. If you're looking, up, looking for something that sums up the Christian life, then it's just that. To love, to love, and to really love. I often think over these last few years or these many years that have passed about that old woman, Agnes was her name, very often in her bed when I went to visit her. 
I think often of that house that was so simple and so poor, and yet this woman of great riches and great wisdom who lived in it. She taught me so much, and she was so much better than me at showing love and living love in her life. Please remain standing. Please, please be seated. Please be seated. Please be seated. We invite the young children out to uh, come and make their promises. The first communicants. Closer, closer, closer. Well, good morning, boys and girls. And how are you today? Well, you look good. And you're all in your school uniforms today. But today's not a school day. So why are you going in your school uniforms today? Because your mums and dads told you. Yeah. Well, you're here because your boys and girls from St. Bride's School who are going to be making their first Holy Communion. And you don't normally come up here, do you? No. No? And, 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 and we're here right where everything uh, happens, isn't it? This is where the Mass and the First Communion will, in a special way, take place. You're going to be boys and girls who are going to be making your first Holy Communion. And, and what, what can you do to, in, in preparation for your first Holy Communion, do you think? What do, what do you think you can do? Nothing? What can we do about that? Will we send you back to your class to kind of learn something, you think? Oh, there's all sorts of things that we can do to prepare. Isn't there? There's all sorts of things. And one of the things that we're going to do today is we're going to, we're going to start. Because that's good, to start. Because this is the starting point. We're going to make our promises and we're going to be boys and girls who are a special group of boys and girls who are going to be preparing for our first Holy Communion. And the thing I want to tell you uh, just before we do that is that you are very special boys and girls. Did you know that? Anybody ever told you that? Nobody's ever told you that? Oh, I'm going to tell you. You're very special to all of us. Because you're making your first Holy Communion, you're special in all sorts of other ways, but you're special because you remind us of that day also in which we made our first Holy Communion and how important the sacrament of our Holy Communion has become to us. So in your own faces and in your own kind of lives, we can see ourselves as well, all these adults that are out there. So dear children, you begin today your preparation for First Holy Communion. On your First Holy Communion Day, you'll be able to come forward to this very altar and receive Holy Communion for the very first time. We know that Holy Communion is a sacrament which our Lord Jesus Christ left us at the Last Supper. It is his very body and blood and his full presence. Through it, we are united with him in bonds that are unbreakable. 
and through it we are able to be one with him in friendship and love. I now ask you to prepare well for that day. Will you work well in your class and home to know and love God better? Will you try to learn what God wants of you and put his commandments and words into practice? And will you pray each day and get to know God better? May God, who has begun this good work in you, bring it to completion. And we ask the teachers please to stand. My dear teachers, your role is in class for these children is all important. Will you teach them to the best of your ability and be a good example of what you teach? Parents, please stand. The response that you have is we will. Dear parents, it is you who present these children for the sacrament and it is you who have come to fulfil the promises that you have made in baptism to hand the gift of faith on to them. Will you do all in your power to bring them up to love the Holy Mass and the grace given to them in the Holy Eucharist? We will. Congregation, please stand. The response of the congregation is we are. My dear parishioners, the parish is the home of these children and the place in which these children make the sacrament, like many of you have done in the past. Are you committed to showing and making this parish community a living place of faith in which these children are nourished and come to know the loving God? May God, who has begun this good work in you, bring it to completion. Amen. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things are made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us pray. God is for us a refuge, a strength, a stronghold in time of trouble. And so we make our prayers and intercessions to him for all our needs. For a peaceful world, free from the threat of nuclear and cold war. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the children who have been enrolled for the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, 
that they may receive Holy Communion frequently and grow in the love of God. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For Reverend Dr. Leslie Milton, soon to move to a new charge, and for the congregation of Cambus Lang Church of Scotland, which will soon begin a process of discernment to find a new minister. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all of us who want to progress in the Christian life by learning to care and love for others more, that they will follow good examples given to them that bear the good news. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For our young people who will be confirmed in the week to come, that the grace of the Holy Spirit may both guide and nourish them. Lord, hear us. For those who suffer from extremes of weather and whose lives are often put in danger by natural disasters. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all those who are in hospital at this time, for healing and strength in dark and troubled times that illness brings. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all who have died, William Tracy and Christopher Michael Kelly, and all that we are asked to remember. Lord, hear us. Almighty God, we ask you to make us strong in things of love, guide our hearts and our minds to words, to thoughts and actions of love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please join in hymn 743, Word Made Flesh.
and pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O Lord, we bring to your altar these offerings of our service. Be pleased to receive them, we pray, and transform them into the sacrament of our redemption. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins, and by his rising from the dead. He has opened for the way to eternal life. And by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with the company of the angels and the saints, we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, 
We offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks <coughs> that you have held as worthy to be in your giving thanks that you have held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. And we pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. Happy are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
Please join in hymn number 557, As Gentle as Silence.
Let us pray. Nourished by these gifts, we pray, O Lord, that through this help to our eternal salvation, true faith may ever increase. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please remember in your prayers the young children from the parish who are to be confirmed during the week. Uh, Bishop uh, Toll will be here with us uh, on Tuesday. Uh, so a very special moment in the life of, of those children. So please do remember them in your prayers. Thanks also to the boys and girls who have been present here uh, for their enrolment and we look forward very much to the First Holy Communion Day. Thanks to parents and family also are here with the children too. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 133, A New Commandment. <laughs>